welcome to another episode of Chatting with Kathy. I'm Kathy Kelly, and I think you guys are really going to like this week's guest. I know I do. If you're a wrestling fan, you know her as TNA's Rosita. If you're a video game fan, you might know her as that hot chick on YouTube that plays Mortal Kombat and swears a lot. Uh, <laughs> I know her as my friend and my favorite hiking buddy, Thea Trinidad. We talk about people's obsessions with fate. We talk about other body parts. I even learn a few things about her that I didn't know before. It was a really fun conversation overall, so I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. After my chat with her, the Q&A section is back and it's bigger than ever, so stick around for that. But without further ado, my chat with Thea Trinidad. We are sitting on my couch with one of my very good friends, Thea Trinidad. And Thea, a lot of your interviews, they talk about wrestling. I do want to talk about wrestling because obviously I'm a huge fan, but I don't want to talk too, too much about wrestling. Is that okay? No, that's good because then I, <laughs> then I won't have to hurt you. Oh, <laughs> kidding. Would you put me in a headlock? I, I can, but then I think people would probably be thinking that we're doing something else. So, I mean. Wow, chicka, wow, wow. So, for people that don't know who you are. <laughs> I'll try harder next time. No, I want to know, you have a really inspirational story about how you got into wrestling. Um, so, if you could give, like, a brief background for the people that haven't heard it before. Well, I mean, it's it's funny because most people start out saying, like, oh, I was a wrestling fan when I was younger, you know, eating my Fruit Loops, and then I just decided <laughs> I wanted to do it, which actually sounds very similar, but... Um, my uncle was a wrestler in Puerto yeah. Rico and who actually stopped wrestling because Bruno San Martino broke his nose. What? Yeah. <laughs> and um, my dad, he wrestled in high school and he loved it. And like, I went to, you know, WWF events as a kid and WCW. ECW was the one that freaked me out as a kid. I, yeah. My, I think it would. Yeah. As a, as a kid, I was like, okay, so this is all okay. Like, Cops aren't going to bust through here any second. So the connection with Tommy Dreamer is is obviously, like, it goes back way farther than he even yeah. can imagine. And he's kind of taken over the world. He's your wrestling dad right now. Yeah. Yes, Tommy Dreamer is my wrestling dad, and I annoy him every single day about it. It's awesome. <laughs> like a true daughter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, his twin daughters are taller than me, but that's beyond the point. Uh-huh. So, um, but yeah, my dad wanted to be a wrestler, um, for the longest time and just with, you know, three jobs at the time, a family, he, he didn't really have time. So like a crazy four or five year old, I was like, don't worry, dad, I'll be the wrestler of the family. And everybody just kind of laughed and said, yeah, okay, don't worry about it. Meanwhile, I was practicing moonsaults in my pool and (laughs) I was, I was legit. I was, I was really being serious about it. And, um, my dad passed away on uh, September 11, 2001 at the World Trade Center attacks, and it took a lot of, I mean, through years of denial and depression, like, I, I went through a really dark time, and I was trying to figure out, okay, well, what was it that me and my dad shared the most, and what was it that was going to pull me out of that time, and, yeah. and it was wrestling. Wrestling was what we loved the most, and I said, you know what, I'm going to do this for me, but more importantly, I'm going to do it for him and fulfill both of our dreams. And I know that through him, like, having this love for wrestling and you getting to experience that when you were younger, you you said you wanted to be a wrestler since you were four, right? Yeah. 
So was there like a, because obviously a lot of kids, they, they have dreams of like, they want to be a firefighter or I wanted to be a killer whale trainer. So like stuff like that. But was there a pivotal moment in your life when you realized that that was actually what you wanted to do the rest of your life? I think so. And it's weird because I, I can't believe I'm going to actually admit this to you right now, but, <laughs> and that it's being recorded. That's fine. <laughs> But um, I was about eight years old, eight or nine, and I remember seeing the Hardy Boys. Like, we were uh, at, I think it was at a WWF event, and I remember seeing, like, Matt and Jeff Hardy and thinking, like, oh, my God, yes. All of them, yes, my eyes are, like, candy right now. Like, I, I saw, like, okay, I want to be just like them. They're awesome. My aunt was like, um, they're like club kids. So, like, that's definitely your style, whatever. But I just, I saw them and I saw Lita and I was like, oh my God, I want to be just like her. It's like, she was able to do anything that the men can do. And I was like, well, if she can do that as a woman, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I would want to do it. And then I saw Rey Mysterio, I mean, WCW, you know, and I was like, he's really short. I'm really short. Let's do this. <laughs> like, I was so like amped as a kid. Yeah. It was ridiculous. But um, I had, and I think it was, you know, as a little girl, I guess, especially cause you see all the little girls now, they're all like, Oh my God, one direction. Oh my God. You know? And they're all crazy with I their, I want to be in a boy band when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so crazy with their hormones. I yeah. think that's how I was originally with Jeff Hardy. It, and again, admitting <laughs> this is ridiculous because Does now he know this. You've worked with him, obviously. Yeah. He unfortunately knows this. <laughs> And it's weird because I'm, like, now being 24, I'm, like, best friends with his wife. And his 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 daughter is absolutely gorgeous. Like, they're both two beautiful people yeah. that made a beautiful girl. But, like, back when I was, oh, eight and nine, I was like, oh, my God, Jeff Hardy is everything. I want him so bad. I'm going to be a diva just to get with Jeff Hardy. Like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. As a crazy little kid. So, like, when I see these little girls at One Direction, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I get it. But um, originally, I was like, I'm so inspired by these people, and that's that was. I remember thinking, I want to. I loved being a fan. I loved being behind, you know, the guardrail slightly. But I was like, I want to be the person in the ring, giving that entertainment to everybody. And anytime The Rock was in the ring, it was like anytime he said the word electrifying, like you felt that and yeah. you knew exactly what he meant. And that's when I knew I was like, I want to do this for real. So I just didn't know how to go about it. Until uh, in that moment, like I said, I was 17 and I looked for a school and that was that was really it after that. Since obviously you can't start at a wrestling school until you're a teenager, was there anything that you did before knowing that that's what you wanted to do? Um, I know your dad like would do amateur wrestling moves, but uh, was there acting classes? What was there? Um, well, yeah, see my dad, he, he taught me the basics, like he knew amateur wrestling. So all kinds of holds and submissions we knew. And again, unfortunately I was doing like swanton bombs in the pool and like <laughs> moonsaults and doing all kinds. Of Don't things. try this at home. <laughs> I know. Right. The, see, that's the worst thing because it's like, I'm over here saying the same thing. Kids don't try it at home. I did, but please don't do it. You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I started off that way and then I was like, well, I got to stay active somehow, so, okay, I'm going to get into dance, and then um, I'm going to just, you know, whatever, see what else I can do. I, I did I did acting for a while throughout um, 
well, really high school and college, you know, I, I, I went into acting and I loved it. And I loved that wrestling incorporated acting so much. Yeah. And I mean, that was, it was just weird because I was like, you know what? While everybody else was in class thinking, oh, I'm thinking of the scene with, you know, Angelina Jolie when she did this, this, and this. I was like, okay, that one time when Lita was in the backstage with, you know, it's just, it's so messed up. But I mean, yeah, that's how I started off. Just practicing promos in your mirror and everything else? Oh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> to the point where, like, I knew every word of, like, a, any promo that I that I really liked, you know? So, I mean, even Dusty Rhodes, like, you can go back and, like, see his, you know, his promos and think, oh, my God, you know, like, he really knew how to draw you in. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's really what I wanted to do. But everybody knows, or everybody should know, at least with wrestling, you have a place that you fit in. You can't think that, you know, looking at me, I'm going to instantly be, you know, Divas champion right away because I'm the strongest and the biggest and whatever. It's I'm not. I'm, I'm always the underdog, and you have to know your place that way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For people that don't know, especially since this is a podcast, how tall are you? <clears throat> Four foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> I I am I tell people five feet, so I mean five feet is what I'll tell you. Okay. My doctor may say five ten. I mean um four ten, but what the hell does he know? I mean, yeah, yeah right. You have the personality of a girl that's five ten. That's what matters, <laughs> right? That's all that matters, you know. Like that's where that whole Puerto Rican attitude came from. That's where Rosita came from, yeah. anyway. Like honestly, when I first got to TNA, nobody really. I didn't. I had a character as Sarita's cousin, but you didn't really know anything about me. And one day, I was just feeling it, and we were backstage, and I had these big ghetto hoop earrings on for some reason. I don't know why. I just chose them because they looked cute. <laughs> and then I was backstage with with Velvet, and she was like, "Oh, we're gonna be in a match," and blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh yeah, girl, I'm gonna mess you up." Like I'm, and I started taking off my earrings and getting all kinds of ghetto, very Rosie Perez. Yeah. And I, you know, they cut, and I was like, okay, guys, haha, never mind, just kidding, right? They're like, no, 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 we're keeping that. That whole earring thing, you're going to continue to do it. And I was like, oh, no, what did I just do? <laughs> so that's how that started, that whole earring thing, which <clears throat> Rosita started. The New York coming out. Oh, yeah. It, and it's funny because anybody that knows me knows that I worked so hard. Coming from Queens, too, I worked so hard to get the accent away like I never wanted to talk like this and you know like you know there's a whole bunch of people that you know back where I still live in Queens Queens Village holla that you know <laughs> they still talk like this like it's nothing and I hate that because people look at you like you're stupid and my teachers would tell me all the time like listen you, you sound stupid you need to like take your accent off and that's it so I worked so hard to take it off and then a teenager they're like um can you be more <clears throat> what's the word ghetto <laughs> like where you're from and then that's how that whole thing came together <laughs> it's a character it is yeah yeah it, it's written and you have to just go with it and make it funny and make it memorable yeah. and I mean I left TNA in 2012 and for people to still remember that it obviously made an impact somehow so impact yeah. no pun intended yeah. uh <laughs> I'm such a mark this is awful um anyways so your mom, I know that she is super supportive of you now and yeah. loves you so much. Obviously, her reaction, or I know that her reaction wasn't always that. Um, how did she, like, 
how did you talk to her about it, that that's what you wanted to do? Um, what was her reaction to it? Well, I mean, honestly, after a lot of, like, screaming and crying and, like, like being the bratty little kid I was, I, even at 17, literally forever, I was like, I want to I wanna wrestle, I want to wrestle. And she's like, you're going to get hurt. Don't do that. Or it really was just like, Thea, you know what? You're going to get hurt. I'm telling you now. If, if we got to go to the hospital because you're jumping off things, I can't. I can't with you anymore. Yeah. Like, she just did not want me to. Her biggest concern is because I was so small, like, that I'd get hurt by these Amazonian women like China or something. Yeah. I was like, they don't look like that. All, not all of them look yeah. like that, you know? And it took some, I don't know, like I had to bring her to my wrestling school so that she can see the ring, meet everybody there, and and maybe be okay with it. She still wasn't. Mm -hmm. But once I got my first tryout with WWE, that was 2010, I want to say. That's when she was like, okay, you know what, maybe. Maybe you, you maybe you got something going on with this. And then once TNA happened, she was like, Rosita, oh, my God, and blah, blah, blah. Like, she was so, like, now she's super supportive. But And, and honestly, there was one point in TNA, nobody will ever see this, unfortunately, but I busted my head open. And it wasn't even me. It was a total accident. But um, Sarita was in the ring with the guy's title belt, and I was getting up from the floor, yeah. and she was chucking it outside the ring as oh, I was getting up. Right. Yeah, it hit me, and it busted my head from, like, the my forehead to, like, the middle of my head completely. And I saw white, and all of a sudden, my face was just blood everywhere and like as soon as we got to the back everybody's freaking out oh my god not the baby oh my god what happened uh, and i'm like oh, did the camera catch it like of course i'm such a psycho like yeah. that you know what i mean like who thinks <laughs> like that but uh, always selling that's what it is really yeah and of course like my biggest thing i was like i don't care what the doctors say i just don't know how to tell my mother like i don't know what to say yeah. to her like that was my biggest thing but after that i mean she's she's really supportive it's not you know, so she knows what I'm do that I know what I'm doing, but she also just says, "Hey, just make sure that you're careful. You know, continue to pray before your matches, and because I do, I pray before every match that really? I have. Yeah, I pray I to didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. To my dad every time. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else career-wise that she would have wanted you to do, like another path that she wanted you to take? Oh, absolutely. Like, when she, once I started getting more involved in acting, she's like, oh, you have to do that. You have to do that. Like, I want to be like Kris Jenner. Like, I want to, you know, like, that was her thing. I was like, yeah. you can't be a stage mom. I said, don't do that. Like, I want to get into acting if, you know, because I've, I've loved it, you know, but I thought that this was just a prerequisite for wrestling. Like, I just thought that you'd, you know, learn that part of it, yeah. too, and whatever. But um, now I'm like, oh, my God. I love this. Like, I found such a passion for it, and it's, re it's really amazing. My mom now is just like, uh-huh, yeah, keep yeah. going. Keep going with it because <laughs> it's awesome. And she got to meet, like, Eric Roberts uh, because I did um, Army of the Damned, and she was like, oh, my God. He was, like, king of the gypsies, and it was amazing. And, like, she loved him. Yeah. So she, she's full force with acting. So Does she know that you want to do your own stunts too, though? She does. Yeah, she does. Like, that's basically the same thing, kind of. See, and that's a weird thing. I've tried explaining this to her. but And some of the stunts are actually more dangerous yeah. than some of the things I've done in wrestling. Like, one of the guys, um, I originally was supposed to fall off the roof. And it, it was legit a roof and grass. There was no padding, no nothing at all. And originally, that was supposed to be me. And I was like, well, 
at least we have the plywood and the mat and you know whatever with wrestling but not not there it's like solid ground and you have to take a bump like right off of i don't even remember how how tall the actual roof was but I was like, man, if my mom can see, like, some of the things that I actually have to do, like, if doing my own stunts, I don't know that she'd be okay with it. No. She'd be like, um, stunt double, please. Like, <laughs> what? Like, she, oh, she's crazy, but gotta love her, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so who ended up taking that? Oh, this guy, Nick. Oh, the, yeah, this guy, Nick. He, we, it ended up switching to where he had to fall off the roof, and he's already a stunt man anyway, yeah. so... Um, it, it just, it looked funny cause I was watching him do it and I was like, man, he's crazy. I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Yeah. I talk, I tried to talk myself into it, but I was so glad I didn't have to do it. What I actually did have to do though, was a lot more emotionally draining. Uh, they gave me a prosthetic arm and I had to saw it off, like completely cut my hand off. And the weird thing is, it looked exactly like my hand. Mm-hmm. It had my, like, peach fuzz, my birthmark, everything, my nails even. It had everything that looked like me. And, you know, you're in, you're in character, but you're also in the scary room. The saw was a table saw yeah. that was real. Like, it was real. There was no nothing. And they had the blood spurting from the bottom. So as soon as, like, I started to cut my hand off, they're like, oh, by the way, if the saw pulls the fake hand, let go because it'll take yours too. Yeah, no worries. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. Workers comp. (laughs) Exactly, right. Have you ever thought about taking stunt classes to help with acting? Um, yes and no. Like, I thought about it for a little bit, but I I don't want to be looked at as a a stunt person. You know, like, that's... I feel like there's a difference almost with, you know, being an actress that can do her own stunts and then being a stunt woman, yeah. you know? So, like, I, I want to have the, the, you know, saying, okay, she can do her own stunts as a bonus, yeah. you know, not just as, like, that's what she does. So I didn't really want to do that, but I am taking um, stage combat oh. right now. Yeah, with um, his name is Bob Goodwin, and he's from Film Fight LA. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but... He is amazing, and we're doing like he's worked with like Christian Bale. Like yeah. uh, he's amazing, and he's he's older. He's an older guy. You would not even realize how much this guy can kick your ass. Like he's <laughs> crazy. Sensei. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And like we bow before we go into the dojo. Everything. Like he's he's legit. Yeah. So yeah. And I just started it not that long ago, but uh, we're we're learning Kali, and it's it's really cool. Yeah. I had my first stunt woman for a BuzzFeed shoot that I did, and I didn't use her at all. I parallel parked all on my own, and, <laughs> and I was so proud of myself, and everyone on set was super proud of me, too. And I just had to tell you, because it's a, it was a really big moment in my life. You know what, though? I'm going to have to give you credit for that, because I am the worst parallel parker. You've been in the car with me. You know I'm the worst driver ever. So I give you credit for that, man. I give you so much credit for that. Um, I have to say, we were trying to get into my garage, and you almost did an Austin Powers move. Reverse, forward, reverse, forward, reverse, forward. Just to give them a better idea of how much of a crappy driver I am. But I know that about you, and I feel like it's just super endearing. Yes, and you know... Thank God for phone books, bro, because. (laughs) Oh, so you can see over the steering wheel? Yeah. Yeah, see? I get it. I totally get it. I embrace the shortness. I embrace it. Um, A little bit more serious, 
obviously um we're going through a divas revolution right now in wrestling that's what they're calling it and this is something that you've been doing for several years now it still is a male-dominated industry. How do you overcome stuff like that? Being sometimes the only female in a locker room or the only female on a card or having mixed gender matches. Those are my favorite. I love them because with guys, it's almost like you can't get hurt. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but I feel so free when I'm working with a guy because it's like I'm almost thrown around like a rag doll. And it's <laughs> awesome because like they're always they're great bases for you. And with the moves that I like to do, the lucha style, like it's it's so easy absolutely it's so easy with guys but um I've kind of gone to the point where it's like well if you can't beat them join them kind of thing you know and that's why um I'm trying really hard but I have a bad potty mouth and (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying really hard to be nice but I mean it's a lot of people be like oh she's just one of the guys you know she's just one of the guys and then that's the way that I've you know, because, of course, a lot of women, they'll come in as – it depends. I'm not saying all women are like this, but some will come in as models or just try to get with the guys or, or whatever. There are people, unfortunately, out there like that, and you have to separate yourself yeah. from that category just because, I mean, you're a woman with boobs, and they're going to look, and they're going to automatically think that, oh, we have a shot or something. Yeah. But once you – you know, prove yourself and, and show that, you know, you are willing to give respect as long as they're willing to give it back. That That's really how you separate yourself, you know? And, like, obviously knowing what you're doing in the ring makes them go, all right, yeah, we we can rock with this girl, you know? So And, and I worked so hard to just make sure that I was one of the girls looked at as she's one of the guys, but she works her ass off. And, yeah, yeah so it's, yeah, hard. It, it's difficult because I feel like there is sometimes a double standard of – you know, if you don't put on makeup, then you're not trying hard enough and you're ugly. And if you do put on makeup, then you're trying too hard and you're clearly not smart because you're too pretty or whatever. Like there's so many, like sometimes you can't do anything right or please a hundred percent of people. Mm-hmm. And you know what, at that point, and it's weird because once I got to TNA, that's when I remember, uh, Lisa Marie or Victoria or Tara or whatever you want to call her. <laughs> Um, she was really the one to go, oh my God, peanut. Okay. So this is a hair straightener. These are eyelashes and this is a push up bra. This is what we do here. And it was just like, it was awesome because before then I had no idea how to do my makeup, my hair, nothing. It was ridiculous at that point. Luckily they have, uh, they had hair and makeup at TNA, so I didn't have to worry about it. But for the house shows, it's like you're on your own, yeah. you know. So Lisa, Tara, Victoria was the one to kind of be like, okay, this is this is this, and kind yeah. of show me the ropes. And it was really cool because now it's like, you know, and you were looked at. I was looked at back then as the baby, yeah. And now I'm making sure that I am up to par with the other girls as far as your looks and being on point like that. But what also means just as much is being on point in the ring. Yeah. So it's like if you can bring both of those, people are like, man. Yeah. She was your makeup mentor. She was. <laughs> I love her. Her and Mickey James were just kind of like, oh, my God, Peanut, let's yeah. show you things. You but know? I'm sure they also helped you with moves. and. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Actually, um, Sarita was the one to help me the most as far as that went because every time we were there for a taping for TNA, a lot of the people – there had way more experience because I only had two years, I think, at that yeah. point um, in the business to know. But we every time that we had a taping, it was me, Sarita, 
um, AJ Styles, Amazing Red, whoever wanted to get in the ring, and we were just constantly training throughout the day, and then we'd have our match, and then go home and do it the next day all yeah. over again. So I really learned a lot from them, too. And Gail Kim was another person. I mean, she was great. Anybody who... I mean, everybody at TNA, especially the women, they were so passionate about what they did, and everybody just wanted to help the newcomers. And it, it was just great. People like, you know, Hulk Hogan and Sting, people that I didn't think would ever give me the time of day, were always like, hey, like, how can we help? And, like, I think you're great at this. I think we should try this. And, you know, I remember the day that, like, Sting, <laughs> he pulled over uh, Dave Lagana and was just like, why isn't this girl champion? Why aren't we helping this girl? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And uh, my eyes were, I, I felt like a deer in headlights, yeah. literally. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God, Sting is sticking up for me. That's crazy. <laughs> but Lagana was just like, whoa, that's not my territory. I have no idea. I was going to say, what did Dave do? I wanted to know because he was a friend of mine, yeah. so. No, and he's a, he's a great friend of oh mine, God, too, so, great, like. Yeah. I, he literally was just like, oh, my God, uh, no, I, it's not me. It's, it's not just me in there. Like, let's all talk about it. And, and they were great about that, you yeah. know. So, like, again, and even, like, Kurt Angle was always like, man, how, how, can we, how can we work this? Like, I would love it if me and you, like, with your story can be a tag team, you yeah. know. And, like, just the fact that somebody like that Seriously. would want to work with you, like, that, it just it was so mind-blowing. And that's, that's really where you see where – People notice your hard work. Like, when you think people aren't watching, they're watching. Yeah. Um, so, moving forward, I want to talk about your YouTubing now because <laughs> that, I feel like, takes up a lot of your time. Uh, but how did that get started, and what do you want to accomplish with it? Well, it got started because I am a huge video game nerd. Like, anybody that knows me knows that video games are, like, everything yeah. to me. So... Um, and I love, you know, comic books and, um, you know, cosplay. I'm actually getting into cosplay now, which is really cool because it, you kind of have the freedom to really, I guess, make it the way you want to and kind of create your own yeah. version of the character. But um, Very similar to wrestling, actually. I feel like there are a lot of parallels. Yeah, actually. And it's great because I remember telling uh, Jolene, she's a seamstress for TNA, I was like, I want Harley Quinn gear. Can you do that? <laughs> like, can you make it? And she, she's like, well, let's see a picture and whatever. But people knew. Anytime I was walking to her, she's like, what comic book character you got this time? And I was like, nope, Harley Quinn. Like, let's do it this way. Is Harley Quinn still your ringtone on your phone? And, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is my phone case, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so... If you didn't know, Thea's a huge nerd. I knew this, but it's more than I think most people who, who follow you even know. Like, it's it's the real deal, because I feel like there are a lot of people online nowadays who just do it because they realize they'll get a lot of followers, like cosplay, whatever. Yeah. You love, this, like, love <laughs> this stuff. That's a, that's a nicer way of saying you're psychotic about this. <laughs> well, yeah, but... <laughs> But it's true. I mean, since I was a kid, I absolutely yeah. loved it. I mean, Batman animated series when I was younger, that's what my eyes were glued to. So um, just from playing video games like Batman Arkham Knight to Asylum to Injustice, I mean, I'm in love with that stuff. So I was like, okay. And then I heard, um, I watched this girl. Her name was SS Sniper Wolf, I think. And I saw her and I was like, well, she's playing video games. She's beautiful. She's funny. Like, People really enjoy that, and they get to look into her life, like how, like uh, you know, with my wrestling career, 
there's a lot of people that would enjoy that too. So I, I tried it out with Melina. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't even imagine Melina just like, oh, oh no. I can't, like, <laughs> we killed him. <laughs> right? She's so nice. <laughs> She's like, oh, oh my God, no, Thea. Why? Why did. No, there's so much blood. <laughs> like, she's so sweet, which is way crazy because when I, all I knew of Melina was her character from WWE. Yeah. So when I met her, I was like, man, I don't know if we're going to jive. Like, she might be mean. I don't no. know. But when I met her, she's like, hey, guys, what's up? Like, she's so nice. And, like, she's got this baby voice that I was like, why do you talk like this? <laughs> but it's cute. It's I love her. it. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's her and we were driving to no yeah we were driving to san jose for wrestlecon wrestlemania weekend and i was just like i'm gonna put this camera here and we're just gonna talk and just see what happens you know and that was what i made um like the vlogging portion of my channel which is on monday just vlogs it could be with you know melina or or whoever i'm with really and just to see like inside our lives like people want to hear the road stories and all the crazy things that we go through and that probably it got four thousand views like pretty quickly and i was just like oh my god that's awesome right and then i was like oh my god okay so the new mortal kombat's coming out and the new batman's coming out i have to play it and then my little brother was like well you got to do call of duty because you're like you rage so quickly like people need to see that can we do the zombie mode sometime you know i love that one Yes, we have to, okay. and we're going to record it, and people are going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> like, I get crazy, and it's bad because I'm playing – my brother's 14, okay? Yeah. Like, and he's way better than me, So, and he knows how to get to me. So, like, we were playing, and I was like, oh, my God. Um, he's like, well, you got nine deaths and five kills. I was like, ooh, that's not bad. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's actually really bad, but whatever. <laughs> so, like – it was just, it's crazy. And then, you know, you start playing with the other people and they all have different names. So there was this one name, uh, I think his real name was Patron, but it was spelled Patron, like the drink. So I was like, yo, that's my homie Patron. Like I went, it was ridiculous. So once I started recording that and people started seeing the reactions of me like raging at whatever, it became a thing. And then I was like, you know what? Boom. That's going to have to be on Thursday. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's how that whole thing started <laughs> originally. Where it's going I'm just having fun with it right now okay. and seeing, seeing where it goes because now it's, it's growing way more than I thought it would in the short period of time. Like, I just went to the YouTube space and we played Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero Live, it, it hasn't come out yet. Like, it'll come out October 20th. But we were there just to try it out and to record it and to see, the, you know, let the viewers check it out. And it was crazy the fact that I got that opportunity to do that mm-hmm. because people like the, you know the, the videos, videos so quickly yeah. you know so it's it's been pretty cool so it's far growing. yeah it's growing it's like my little baby yeah. <laughs> not a baby no not a baby at all but i spend so much damn time with it it might as well be mm-hmm. you know i mean my god the the time to edit but you know what i think that's that's the part that i really like is diving in there and editing and doing all the crazy you know little stupid things that people enjoy like i remember i, I did something really stupid um <laughs> That sounds like it happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, you knowing me, Kathy. I mean, come on. Like, I have to throw in a dirty joke every now and then. So, like, I'm surprised that hasn't happened thus far. I'm trying really hard. Okay. I don't know what you're allowing on your podcast. So, we actually had a really good conversation about boobs earlier, which I wanted to bring up. Oh. Um, I want to know, like, what 
One is, what is people's obsession, mostly guys' obsession with boobs? And two, why do guys think that it's okay to talk about your boobs? Yes, I get it. Like, for me, I wore a very, like, a dress that showed a lot uh, at the Emmys a couple days ago. And you, I know, get comments on your boobs a lot, unsolicited. <laughs> so why, why do guys do that? I'm going to answer in this voice. Well, you know what? I bought them for a reason, you know? So, like, I thought that it would just be a thing for me. Yeah. You know, like, originally, I was like, oh, my God, my, I don't have to, you know, pad my bras no more. And, and that's great, you know? But then, all of a sudden, you're like, yo, come off it already. Their boobs get over it, you know? Like, the guys, I don't know how they think that that's, like, a... Um, that's a, like a good pickup line or something, you know, like it literally, I don't know why, but it's almost like, yeah, you know what? That's beautiful. Let's date. You think my boobs are great? Let's date. That's it. It's not a pickup line. Like, oh, wow. Your boobs look really good in that dress. Oh, thank you. Can I have your babies, please? <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to go over the thing I told you about AJ earlier because yeah. I, it's, it's seriously like my favorite story ever. And she tweeted it. It was like a guy that said, like, AJ Lee for people oh, that don't right, know, yeah. yeah. AJ Lee or or like AJ Brooks, yeah. AJ Brooks, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which she showed me her her wedding pictures with with that whole thing. It was actually really yeah. cute. She wore uh, her chucks, so it was really cute. <laughs> it was, but um, she there was a guy that was like, "Yo, ma, your thighs is crazy, yo. You so yo, yo, ma, you so beautiful. Your thighs is crazy." And she's like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to drop my pants for you." And, like, right there, just the fact that he said that to her, like, oh, my God, ma, yo, was good? Yo, yo, thighs is crazy. Who talks to people like that? Like, I guess it's a compliment. Like, it's better than him being like, yo, 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 thighs are super thick. Please get them out of my face. <laughs> like, I can't even see around yo thighs. <laughs> Oh, yo, yo, thighs is ridiculous. <laughs> like, did you ever see that that yes. that thing where he's like, "Can't I have your numb?" But yeah. seriously, people think that that works. I don't know how or why, but it's a numbers game. Like, I think that you can say whatever you want to someone, and if they like you, it's gonna work. If they don't, it's not. So maybe that you know, one in a hundred girls, they want to be complimented on their thighs because they're super <laughs> self conscious about them, or they work really hard. Yeah. At them, you know, and and the fact that she threw it back at him, like I can't wait to just drop, like the most sarcastic, yeah. great response. It was awesome. It was <laughs> awesome. So I give credit for that. But as far as the boobs things go, I have no idea how they can literally. It almost as bad as the foot fetish thing. I oh, that's so weird. Boobs, okay, maybe like you can see them, yeah, but like feet, I can't. They're gross. They they're on the ground, like <laughs> they're on the ground, and and. They don't smell great, and, you know, you put socks on them. It's not cool, okay? Yeah. Here's the weird thing about that, and, and I've already gotten a whole bunch of crap for this, and, and I don't care. I'm just going to talk about it anyway because, whatever, there's a website okay. called wikifeet.com. No. Yeah, huh? And the only reason I know this is because somebody with a foot fetish tweeted me like, hey, did you know that you're, like, rated some of the top, like, hottest feet in the world and blah, blah, blah on this website? And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? So I had to check it out. Yeah. And I looked, and it was pictures where, I don't know, I don't really, I don't know. If I'm wearing open-toed shoes and I'm taking a picture of the shoe because I think it's cute, I'm forgetting the fact that my feet are in the picture. Yeah. So it was pictures like that, you know, like where I'm wearing shoes or... Yeah, the beach or something. 
Dude, they have ratings, like star ratings, like one to five. Hot or not for feet. Yes. Yes. And then they have like, you know, they guess your shoe size. They talk about how they do their deal based on your pictures. Ridiculous. The most craziest things I've ever read in my life. And yet people just say, oh, no, it's totally cool. And I remember when I, on my YouTube channel, I talked about this, like how crazy I thought it was. So many people jumped down my throat because they're like, oh, oh, so what? It's okay for people to talk about boobs and ass, but they, they can't talk about your feet. I was like, um, no, it's not cool for you to talk to any girl about any parts of their body like that. Like, yeah. how, did, how did that click in your head? Like, oh, this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to get in her pants. You know that uh, being a foot model is a really hard job. They have really big shoes to fill. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> I can't even, I know it. How much do you hate me? I hate you a lot for that, because that completely threw me off. I'm like, wait, wait, what do they do? What do they do? Do they have to, like, walk on people's faces and stuff? I do know some wrestlers that have made some of the girls do that. What? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, that sounds like something that would be a post on Craigslist, not an actual real-life situation. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like... And again, I, I know, and I'm not even going to say who they are, but there are a couple that I do know of, and they're the sweetest people ever, yeah. you know, but they just love feet. Like, it's just their thing, and they love it, and they will compliment you, and they've always been really sweet. Like, they'll compliment you, oh, my God, girl, your shoes, like, your feet look so great. Like, I love that color, whatever. But, you know, you will know of them, like, ask, asking their girlfriends or whatever to, like, walk on their face and stuff. Like, it's a legit fetish. It's crazy to yeah. me. But, I mean, you know what? To each his own. Some I'm not going to judge it. I, I won't judge it after saying that I think it's crazy, but now I won't judge it. <laughs> You're like, I just judged it for the last four minutes, but I'm not going to judge it anymore. That no. was enough. <laughs> um, I do want to ask you, what is a compliment that someone can give that you're like, oh, that is, that's cool? The best compliment I've ever gotten, believe it or not, and this is going to sound crazy to some people, but being four foot nothing is awesome, okay? Um <laughs> I was told that for acting, my height is perfect because yeah. there's a lot of actors that are actually very short, like Tom Cruise or Johnny mm-hmm. Depp. There's a lot of guys that are very short, and in some of them, in their contracts, like you can't have a girl taller than a certain height. And I, they always say, like, you're going to make the actors look great. Like, your height is perfect for acting. I literally almost took a bump when I heard that. <laughs> I literally almost, I was like, are you crazy? Like, that's awesome so that was probably the best I don't care about what you can say about my assets but (laughs) that was the best compliment I got you would make Tom Cruise look like the rock well if anybody can be made look like the rock it's like uh (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure anybody would be down for it (laughs) okay so I have a couple fun questions um first off I ask everyone this I want to know what is your favorite kind of cereal Oh my god. Okay. Apple Jacks actually are like my favorite. Yeah, Apple Jacks. I mean, listen, I used to go in on cereal. Like <laughs> I used to I would have um fruity pebbles and honeycomb together. Yeah. That was like the best mixture ever. But Apple Jacks are my favorite. They've yeah. always been that. Yep. I feel like cereal is one of the things that I could live off for the rest of my life because there's so many different options. Like you can have the healthy kind, you can have the dessert cereal. It's great. Unfortunately, like, cartoons and cereal were my life for a very long time. And cartoons and video games were, I mean, um, cereal and video games were my life for 
actually, yeah, it still is. So, <laughs> yeah. no, and I tell people it's so bad. I just said that um, on my on my YouTube channel. I was like, you know, as a kid, I loved wrestling and comics and you know video games, and as an adult. Oh, God, it hasn't really changed, has it? Yeah, no. <laughs> I always think that's so awesome that, like, I always say there are things that I do now in life at 26, almost 27, that, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old me would be so freaking proud of. Oh, yeah. Like eating ice cream for breakfast. and <laughs> Not any of my actual accomplishments, just <laughs> what I choose to do on a daily basis you are crazy you're like oh you know i just did the emmys but yo ice cream though <laughs> i literally i came home and i think i ate star wars fruit snacks for dinner that night yes, that is everything right now yes i am so proud of you kathy thank you <laughs> i mean you've always been like one of my favorite people but like for real though <laughs> okay next question if you were an emoji which emoji would you be Oh my god, I'd be the one that goes, <laughs> wait, the one that has the handout? The sassy girl. Yeah, that, I didn't that know she had you. a name. You. <laughs> I didn't know she had a name. I Whenever I see that, I, I think, <laughs> wait, like, um, wait, W-H-E-T. I don't know why, but <laughs> wait. <laughs> um, one of my friends told me that she's actually not sassy and that she's a waitress and she's holding up a tray potentially. And I said... No, if she's a waitress, she's just about to serve up some sass. Ooh, look at you. Right? <laughs> um, promo, hello. <laughs> like, who is your favorite hiking buddy? Oh, you know the answer to this. <laughs> oh, my God. It's always been you, Kathy. Aww. It's always been you. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> You're one of my top five, too. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're going to edit that part out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, hypothetical, yes, you are on a first date and you have a wedgie. Do you pick it and how do you go about it? You pick it and you pick it well. Then this is how you go about it. You have to either – there's two options that you can do. I mean, you could take the safe round back. Hear me good. I got to go to the bathroom, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, you know, and take care <laughs> of it there. <laughs> No, I say that you just point out something that's so not there behind the person. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, look at the bird in this restaurant. No, I'd be like, yo, do you not see Paris Hilton, bro? She's right there. No, seriously, no, turn around for like five seconds. She is everywhere in L.A., so I wouldn't even hey, question it. I Literally. And then if they turn around, be like, nah, 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 for real, though. Turn, turn around for like 13 seconds. Go ahead. Then you'd be good. If I was on a date, though, and my date was really concerned about looking at Paris Hilton, I would question other things. Yeah, that's true. So then maybe change it. Be like, oh, my God, is that George Clooney? Why is, he, why is he worried about George Clooney? Because I am. Oh. <laughs> because I want to know everything about that man. I'd be like, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm, he's behind you. No, for real. He's behind you. No, seriously. I think you should at least count to seven and turn around. At least. <laughs> So you can go about it. That. Just regardless, you don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. How's that going to be? You think he's not going to know if you're squirming around all weird? You don't think he's going to know? Come on. You know, or he can confuse it with the pee-pee dance, and then you can go to the bathroom and take care of it there, too. So it depends. I'm the worst. Why are you talking to me, Kathy? <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like we have so many other things that we could talk about, and we've already gone over time, which I love so much. You and I always have the best conversations, and I feel like this will continue for another six hours if I don't put an end to it. But I always end off this podcast, the interview section, with a piece of advice for people that may want to follow in your footsteps. Ooh, see, and it's weird because... Usually that's something that you'd have to, I'd have to really think about for a while, but I will just repeat something that somebody said to me that just really stuck with me. Um, Danny Trejo is obviously one of the best in the business and he, he's been through a lot, you know? So I asked him, I was like, if somebody were to tell you, like, if they're just starting out in the business, like, what would, what would you say to them? And he's like, well, a lot of people play it safe in this business, and, and that's usually not the people who make it. But I'd rather you aim for the – he said, you better shoot for the stars and miss rather than aim for the gutter and succeed. So he said, whatever – yeah, he said, whatever you do, you just got to go full force in it. But you're a star, so aim for the stars. Shameless plug section. If people want to see your YouTube stuff, want to follow you on Twitter, Instagram, all of that, plug it now. Um, my Instagram, my Twitter, and Facebook is all Thea Trinidad TMT, and my YouTube channel is the TMT ninety. So T H E TMT ninety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to make sure I spelled it right. That's ridiculous. Yes. You're too young to have amnesia. <laughs> uh, for as many bumps as I've taken, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised that I still actually. Mm, struggle spelling actually you know what I, I can spell bananas great because of Gwen Stefani so I'm good we're good yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for joining me today this Aww. is such a pleasure and hopefully I'll have you back soon because there are a million other questions that I have <laughs> well if people aren't completely afraid of this whole thing <laughs> after they hear what we're talking about I'd love to and thank you so much for having me of course, I said I didn't want to talk about wrestling since there are a million different interviews Thea's done in the past that just go really in-depth into her career, but kind of had to. I mean, I think it's really cool what she's accomplished thus far, not just for a female, but for a wrestler. And I know that there's only more to come for her. That was definitely also one of those interviews where you start talking and you feel like you've only talked for five minutes and then you look down at your watch and, or you look down at your phone because who wears watch anymore, but you look down at your phone and you realize that it's 45 minutes deep. Uh, <laughs> didn't even get to document the two hours prior when we were just sitting on my couch. Probably a good thing because I would have to cut a lot. Uh, not podcast appropriate, but there was a lot of good material and I definitely want to have Thea back for a part two in the future. Until then, you guys should definitely subscribe to her YouTube channel and she's a really good follow on Twitter. Let her know, let me know on Twitter what you guys thought of the interview. Also, last week, I skipped the Q&A portion because my interview went too long and I said that we would do an extra long one today. Well, the interview went really long today as well, but I promised. So this week, it's going to be bigger and better than ever. Um, I'm just going to get right into it so we have enough time. First up, Moves Like Jaggler asked, do you have a favorite cupcake or is that like asking parents to pick a favorite kid? Oh, yeah, I... I don't know if I can pick a favorite. I think 
whatever I bake, I'm in the mood for usually, and that becomes my temporary favorite. Ones that I've I've baked in the past that are up there, chocolate bacon cupcakes, the dark chocolate bacon, like those are always going to be a staple. There was a cookie butter buttercream frosting that I did a lot um, last year and the year before around fall, and that was definitely up there. And then more recently, I don't know if you saw on Instagram or Twitter, the pumpkin beer cupcakes that I made were so good. I was nervous about how they would turn out. Um, and I'm not usually one that likes, I'm not the one that goes to the Starbucks and gets the pumpkin spice latte or gets the pumpkin donuts or whatever. Like, I don't mind it, but I'm not that type of person. Tried this and it was so freaking good. Cannot even describe how good it was. Um, but good thing is I am working on a blog post for it. I don't know how much I can say right now, but I'm working on something so that everyone can try out that recipe and it should be up soon. I will let you guys know when it is. Um, but yeah, next question. GTS Robin on Twitter asks before cupcake, were there any other nicknames? Yeah. Uh, Cupcake didn't come around until I started at After Buzz. So before that, my my family is big on nicknames. Like everyone has one. My grandma, my grandpa, my mom, everybody. Um, so growing up, there were a ton. I think the one that lasted the longest was Moose because I was a very large baby when I was born. I was 10 days late. Got to cook a little bit longer and was just pleasantly plump. Um, <laughs> I think I was like 110th percentile for body weight or something. But my grandparents called to ask my mom whether I was a boy or a girl when I was born. And she just responded, it's a moose. Hence where my nickname came from. So I was called that for a large chunk of my life. And uh, yeah. That was one of my nicknames. <laughs> At Nice to See You asks, any film this year that hit you right in the feels? Oh, yeah. I'm not just saying this one because my friend Catherine Hughes is in it, but I cried like a freaking baby when I saw me and Earl and the Dying Girl a couple months ago in theaters. And thankfully, it was a dark theater because then no one could see the profuse amount of mascara that was just dripping down my face. Um, but everyone could definitely hear the sniffles and the sobs throughout the entire theater. And it wasn't, it wasn't just me. Everyone was crying. It was just, it was one of those movies where you can't help but just like ball your eyes out. It happens. Also, I don't know if I want to admit this, but I'm going to. I definitely teared up when I saw Pixar's Inside Out. <laughs> uh, that one definitely gave me the feels too. At Manny Flores, I think that's how you pronounce it. Sorry if I butchered that. Um, asked on Twitter, what is modern schnitten and can I have some? Well, it is something that I grew up with. That's how I know it. Um, but my grandfather is from Austria and it's a little, it's a cookie wafer with hazelnut cream filling in between the wafers so you just kind of break them apart they're like bricks you eat them and you're happy 
It's just, it's my childhood. Like it's, it's so delicious and it's perfect. Um, but it's also extremely difficult to find in the U S so I don't know if I can share them, but, um, you can definitely, I'm sure you can look it up online as to where to get them. They honestly, the only places I've ever found them was this little, a Gracides in New York. So a grocery store in New York, and then one random gas station in Southern California that I randomly drove to and I found it there and I bought their, their entire supply and didn't even apologize about it. I wanted it. Um, that supply, like a box of 18 will maybe last me a couple weeks trying to ration it out. I don't think it's going to work that well. So good. Then last question from the Clement W on Twitter. He asks, if you could play Settlers of Catan with three people, who would it be? Um, well, if you guys don't know what Settlers of Catan is, I don't know if we can be friends anymore, but it's probably a good thing for your well-being because Catan is this board game vortex that just sucks you in. And you start playing the game casually with a couple friends at 6 p.m. And then 12 hours later, you realize that it's 12 hours later. <sighs> uh, <laughs> I love it. I'm obsessed. Dream opponents, I would say, first off, my mom, because she and I always used to play board games when I was growing up. She never let me win. Two, I would say... Kanye West because I feel like he would be really bad at it and it would be hilarious to watch him lose and then third um let's go with someone smart uh maybe can I say Einstein I'll say Einstein someone someone just smart who can be a really good challenge not saying that my mom's not smart uh not saying that Kanye's not smart. I'm sure he's smart, but I don't know if he could get the the strategies that go behind Catan. Um, really well versed in them. Yeah, I would go with someone that I think would be a really good challenge. So we'll we'll say Einstein. Yeah, let's go with it. Um, <laughs> I think that wraps up the Q and A section for this week. Thank you guys for sending in questions. And as always, if you have more questions for next week, send them in. Use the hashtag Chatting with Kathy. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, well, Twitter at Katherine Kelly, Instagram at Kathy Kelly. I'm on Snapchat and Periscope too. If you like the show, tell a friend, um, tell a family member, tell a stranger, tell someone on the street, tell iTunes. Yeah, tell iTunes because that's honestly how the show is going to grow and how I can continue to do it. Take 30 seconds, type in chatting with Kathy on iTunes rate the show five stars, and then give a comment. Let me know what you thought of it. iTunes likes to promote shows that have good ratings so other people can find it. It'll be great, and I'll be happy. Thanks in advance. <laughs> also, huge thank you to Thea Trinidad for being the guest on this week's show. Thank you to Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and AfterBuzz for helping me produce this podcast. And thank you guys for listening for the last hour. Make sure to subscribe so you can keep up to date with the podcast. And I will see you again next week for another episode. Bye. Bye.